Chapter 11 Jake Marco and I took the bus to a place close to where the dust beast had attacked Rachel and destroyed the ice cream truck. The bus stopped and we climbed off. We were at a combination gas station and convenience store just off the highway. There was a Denny's across the street and a Dairy Queen not far off. The wreckage of the Ben and Jerry's truck was at the gas station. It had been towed there to get it off the road. There wasn't much left of the trailer. It had been chewed up and ground into splinters. Well, Marco said dryly, that sure looks like the work of the same creature that ventilated Darlene's house. You do realize you shouldn't have been there in the first place, I said. Someone could have been killed. Like I knew some devil beast was going to come after me, Marco demanded. I let it go. Marco knew he'd screwed up. At least, I hoped he knew. Come on, I said. You have the bag? Of course I have the bag, Marco grumbled. We headed for the woods. Once well into the trees, we began scanning the tree branches. Up here, Tobias said in thought speak. He was on a branch, preening his feathers. He used his beak to sort of comb through each feather. Is this really the time to be worrying about your looks? Marco asked. Preening isn't about looks, Tobias said patiently. I'm cleaning and straightening feathers. Clean feathers fly better. How do you even get dirty? Marco wondered. I mean, flying all the time? I was hungry, so I ate a mouse. A mouse just like the one you became this morning, Tobias said. It wasn't a very clean kill. Any other questions? I smiled as Marco turned slightly green. Where's Axe? I asked. He's coming. He's about a mile back. He's fast, but he's on foot, whereas I flew. Did you? No, Tobias answered. I didn't see anything. No humans walking in this area of the woods at all, as far as I saw. Except for this crazy woman who lives in a shack out here. No Rachel. Okay, I said. Marco and I are going to morph now. You want to go up top and make sure we're clear? Tobias opened his wings and swept low over our heads before catching a headwind and rising up above the trees. Ready, Marco? I asked. Sure. I love this morph. It's cool. This is what morphing should always be like. We were planning to use our wolf morphs. For one thing, wolves ran in the forest, so we wouldn't be totally out of place. But more importantly, wolves have a magnificent sense of smell. Open the bag. Marco opened the bag and took out a girl's shirt. It belonged to Rachel. She'd left it at Cassie's house. We hoped it would still smell like Rachel. We were going to play Bloodhound. We shoved our clothes back into the bag and stood there in our morphing suits, bike shirts and tops. Needless to say, we looked just a bit out of place. All clear, Tobias called down from somewhere above. Well, let's do it, I said to Marco. You look so Arnold when you get that expression, Marco teased. So what? So Arnold? Schwarzenegger? I smiled. Oh, shut up. All right then, let's do it, Marco said, doing a pretty decent Arnold accent. I focused on the wolf. We had first acquired the wolf morphs a while back, when we were on a mission to destroy a Yerk truck ship. Wolf, I said to myself. The first change was the fur, gray and shaggy and as rough as carpeting. It sprouted from my human skin in a wave that rippled down from my neck all across my body. I could see my face bulging out, growing a long snout. It's very odd, because when you're a human, you can't really see your own nose, so it's definitely weird to have this long thing sticking out of your face. Of course, that's not exactly the only weird thing about morphing. Morphing seems like it should hurt. I mean, 
there are entire organs inside your body that are changing. Even down to individual cells, everything about you is changed within a couple of minutes. It doesn't hurt, though. I guess the Andalite scientists who discovered the process made sure of that. If it had hurt, it would have been pain too terrible to live through. Especially when you're doing some really bizarre morph, like into a lobster or an ant, when there's almost nothing left that's even slightly human. It didn't hurt, but it could definitely creep you out. I could hear my bones shifting and popping and stretching and squeezing. There was a grinding noise when my knee suddenly reversed direction. Hey, Jake? Marco said. He still had most of his human mouth. I started to answer him, but the sound that came out was more like, Marco grinned, and at that second, his mouth bulged into a snout. His teeth grew and multiplied and became the fearsome weapons of the wolf. I don't believe it. It's coming! Tobias yelled. It's coming! I didn't need to ask what Tobias meant. I looked up at the sky. A dust storm was blowing just above the trees. It's coming! coming!